0: Shall we just close our eyes for a while? Gracious Father, once again we thank you for the great privilege to stand in front of your children. Thank you, dear Father, for the joy that you have given to us through your word. Even now we commit ourselves before you. Lord, let your anointing be upon each and every one of us. Open our hearts, open our spiritual eyes. Lord, give us your grace to understand your word as you want us to be. Bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Praise the Lord. Today we know that it's a short time. We will go for a small message that is the chastening of the Lord. Shall we turn to our Bible to Hebrews, chapter 12. We will read verses from 4 to 11. Hebrews, chapter 12, from verse 4 to 11. You have not yet resisted the bloodshed trying against sin and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what? The son is there whom your father does not chasten. But if you are without chastening of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them Respect. Shall we not much more readily be subjection to the Father of spirits and life? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as, as seemed best to them, but He for our profit, that we may be partakers of His holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful. For the present, but painful, nevertheless, afterward, it is the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. In this scripture, I have chosen the word, chastening of the Lord. It, is, it differs from version to version. Some version says it is disciplining. Some version says it is chastening. Of course, in my Bible it says, even though the title is uh, The Discipline of God, I title this as Chastening of the Lord. What is the meaning of discipline or chastening of the Lord? The Greek word, the verb is P-A-I-D-E-U-O. The Greek noun is Paideia, P-A-I-D-E-I-A, and its meaning in English is education, training up, nurture of children, instruction, discipline, correction, chasteness, mind, chasten, scourge. So this word discipline is used seven times. In the portion what we have read so far, it is found in verse 5, verse 6, two times in verse 7, verse 8, that is corrected, the word used is corrected, verse 9, verse 10, and also in verse 11. Discipline is not a fun thing, but it is always positive thing. Discipline of God equals to a painful circumstances allowed by God to change our conduct and our character. So, there are facts in the world we have come across. Some people, they deny the chastening of the Lord because they are believing that loving God would never bring sufferings in his children. That is very commonly some of the people believe, Believing that the suffering is only due to the influence of Satan. As some have so interpreted the book of Job, yet because Satan himself could not do anything unless God allowed it. Job's adversity came ultimately from the Lord. Let us turn to Job 42 verse 11. Then came there unto him all his brethren, and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintances before, and did eat bread with him in his house, and they bewomened him, and comforted him over all the evil, that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. Is it in your Bible? Over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Who has brought? It is Lord who brought upon him. Our Bible says, that means he has permitted from the beginning of the chapter we know it is permitted by God. but even forty two verse even forty two verse twelve what is start with. So the Lord blessed the latter end of job more than his beginning. So the scripture is not far from the chapter. The next word itself says, the Lord blessed the letter end of Job more than his beginning. So, in this case, we know it is by God who brings sufferings or afflictions in the life of Job. And also, the Bible is very clearly teaches the chastening of the Lord. In the Old Testament, some of the scriptures we know read, Deuteronomy 8 verse 5, You should know your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, the same scripture what we have read, it shows, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a Father, the Son, in whom he delights. In the New Testament, it is not only the Old Testament. There are many more. It is not the only scripture telling about or speaking about the chastening of people. But even the New Testament, as you are going to meditate even afterwards. First, Corinthians 11, 31, 32, it says, For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. And also Revelation 3.11, Jesus said, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be jealous and repent. Hebrews 12.4-11, we said, And of course, our the entire passage says about the, under the consideration for today. Especially verse 7 and 8, which state that all God's children must experience chastening. See, we are very much proud of becoming a child or children of God and say that, yes, I am a child of God. When you have that hope in you, that is your strength. Any situation, any circumstances you go through, in the midst of your situation, if you believe and confess and remember that you are the child of the living God, that will strengthen you. That will lift you up. Do you believe that? Have we gone through that kind of experiences? We are very much proud and privileged to become or to say and claim that we are the children of God. At the same time, what it shows, why we say that we are the children of God, it is all because of God's love. It is because He loves us. We acknowledge that we are loved by Him. And He loves us all the time. When we say God, God is good all the time, we also can say that God is always loves us. Whatever you are, if you believe that and God accept him as our father and we as a children, it is also expected for us to be disciplined or chastened. That means we give the responsibility to our God and we as a children we should expect and accept what the discipline whatever the discipline what God gives to us. Amen? Amen. There are some examples we can see from the Old Testaments. So, before that, chastening can come in a form of a guilty feeling, unpleasant circumstances, loss of peace, relationship fracture, uh, fractures, or any number of negative consequences for choosing sin. Sometimes, the chastening of the Lord can be physical illness, or even death. That's what 1st Corinthians 11.30 says. So, these are all the forms. The chastening comes very often. So, examples of chastening found throughout the Bible, as I said, the Israelites were continually disobeying God's commandments. Numbers, chapter 14, verses 20 to 23. Please open your Bibles. Numbers, chapter 14, 20-23. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Verse 21. But truly, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of, God, of the Lord. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have put me to the test now these ten times, and have not heeded my voice. 23. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. That is the punishment. Throughout their life, they are the chosen, called as the cho- chosen children of God. What had happened to them? Throughout the journey, they rejected our God, time and again. Even Judges 2, 1 and 2 says, Then the angel of the Lord came upon Gilgal to Bochim and said, I led you up from Egypt. And brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? So, there are many more. But... God was so patient with them. He sent the prophets to plead with them and he warned them many times. But when they dug in their heels and embraced idols or evil practices, God brought chastening upon them in the form of plagues or enemy attacks. In Jeremiah 43 we read, Now the Lord has brought it And has done just as he said, because you people have sinned against the Lord and not obeyed his voice. Therefore, this thing has come upon you. He still loved them. And in his love, he could not allow them to continue in a behavior that would destroy them. There are many examples of the personal chastening in the Bible as well. Even upon those whom the Lord delighted. It is not only as a nation. God considered them as a nation. Also individually, there are many examples. There are a few I can just read out for you about Moses. You know about Moses, what the Bible says about him? Numbers 27 verse 12. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. This is the testimony written about Moses. You know and you have come across what all the hardships he faced along with his own people. How many times they rejected him or woke on him and they spoke against him. Much more than that. But at the same time, he was so close with him. Even in Deuteronomy 34.10 says, But since then, there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. There is no one on this earth who met the Lord face to face. Such a great man, great leader, great servant of God, great prophet. What has happened to him? Deuteronomy 34 verse 4 says, Then the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. What made him? Look behind the testimony of him. What a great man! Till today, Moses is recognized as a great man and a servant and a prophet of God, even accepted by this land. But God did not allow him to the promised land. Why? That is the chastening and the punishment what God has given to them. But still God loves him. About David, we know from Acts 13, 22, And when he had removed him, he raised him up, Paul saying, For them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. The Lord said, David is a man after his own heart. And he has he was chosen to do his will, the will of God. 1st Chronicle 22, 7 says, David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. We wanted to do many things for God. We wanted to serve God in many ways. We may think that we are chosen as a leader or a worker or a servant. Through us, God can do many things. True indeed. Indeed. That is the promise of God. But, if we continue to live in our own life, or if we continue to do, commit sin against Him, God cannot use us. Whatever we do cannot be accepted. We may be satisfied in what we are doing, but God cannot please by what we do. can we do do you believe that do you believe that do you believe that god is speaking to you solomon second chronicle verse chapter 1 verse 11 god said to solomon as he was praying because this was in your heart when you he was praying for discernment and wisdom he said because this was in your heart And you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or life for your enemies, nor have you asked asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. The Lord said, even then, they are his people. And he said about Solomon, what he asked, what he did not ask, the promise what he gave to him is wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. That is not the end. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the king have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have like. What a great promise is. Is it possible to get a promise from our God like this? Yes, it is possible. When you pray diligently, when you seek God, pray according to God's will and His purposes. Indeed, it is possible for us to receive God's word and God's promise to us. More than what we ask, that is our faith. Is it not? Is it not our faith? God bless you more than what you ask. Did you receive that? If you receive what you are not asked, say amen to that. Only few of you are experienced that. All of you are all the time, every day, depending upon God. Give me, give me, give me, give me that, give me that. Is it your life? That is not your real Christian living. It is not the hope. When we heard repeatedly today, what they brought? Knowledge, health, and a hope. Do we have hope? Where is our hope? Where is our hope? In whom our hope? Our hope is in our God, the Creator, the Almighty God. So what has happened to him? Such a great King, who is the one who will never be before him or after him. 1st King chapter 11 verse 11. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this and have not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Notice that. Although these men made mistakes and were chastened for them, God did not stop loving us or loving them or using them. Even after they, after they commit a sin, I did not elaborate it, what was the sin. And we, I believe that every one of you know what is the sin of our uh, Moses, what is the sin the uh, King David has done, and what is the sin of Solomon. But even though they have done, God continued to use them because they have repented for their sins and they were forgiven and they were used. Until Ultimately, you know what they received. So, He brought discipline in an appropriate time. Even though our God is always forgiving and He has always expected us to repent before Him. So, when we sin, we can expect our loving Heavenly Father. Will not let us get away with it. Because he loves us, he, des- he desires us to live a holy life. First Peter chapter 1, 15 and 16 says, But as he who is called as is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy for I am holy. That is the purpose of God. Being a children, Accepting our God as a holy God, as a children of God, if you say that we are the children of God as He is, we should be like our Father. We should be like our God. That is what His expectation. God is loving, no doubt about it. God is loving. But God is always holy. As He is loving, He is also holy. And because He is loving, He gave us the salvation brought us together along, along with Him. We have a relationship, the great and the intimate relationship with Him and to call Him any time, ask Him any time, whatever you ask, that is the relationship and the privilege, blessings, what He has given because of His love. But, the attribute of His holiness, the prime attribute of God is the holiness. Because of His holiness, He will not tolerate sin in us. That separates us. So it is not granted once and for all when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. That is the entry ticket for heaven. The very purpose of we sitting here in this place is for one purpose. One is to glorify God. Second is to make heaven. If it is not, And we we have different hope or different purposes, we are sitting here. If it is so, that is vain. Let me quickly compile with what we have read from the scripture, what we have learned. Please open your book and keep your Bible. Hebrews 12, verses 4 to 12, 11. Why does the law chasten your children? There are four reasons. Quickly, you just mark it out. Chastening is the way God trains, teaches His children. See verse 7 and 8. Chastening is the way God trains and teaches His children. Secondly, Chastening is the way God purifies His children. Verse 10. God purifies His children as we have said. Third, Chastening is the only way we become obedient to our God. That we can see from chapter 5 verse 8. Chastening is the way, fourthly, that we become fruitful. That's what in the end of the scripture says, verse 11. And also very clearly you know from the gospel, chapter John chapter 15 verse 1 to 8. So that is the purpose of God. God wants each and every one of us to be fruitful and fruit-bearing, and give much fruit, and abundance of fruit. Secondly, how does the Lord chasten his children? There are three things I can just mention to you from the Bible. The first is what he withholds from our lives. You can see from Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13. He has covered his sins shall not prosper, but who confesseth the forsaketh them shall have mercy. Secondly, refusing to listen to our prayers. If you are in sin, God will refuse you our prayers. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Thirdly, allowing trouble, sickness, death, pain and sorrow, and this is the way he chastens us. Finally, the God child as a God child, how must how must I respond to God chastenment or uh, ch- when God disciplining me? Number one, I must not despise God chastening. Verse five. Let us not despise when God chastening you or disciplining you. Secondly. We must not be discouraged by God chastening. In the same words, We should not neither despise him nor discouraged by yourself. Thirdly, love of God when we are chastened. So we should believe that when you are chastening, it is all because He loves you. He cannot chasten anyone who is not belongs to Him. That is the indication because or shows that He loves us. If you are going through such a situation, remember, it confirms that you are the child of God and He loves you. Fourthly, let us remember He is our Father when when you are chosen. So, it is not only as a child, He is our Father as well. As a conclusion, let us read First Peter chapter five, verse ten and eleven. He says, "May the prayer, ex- this prayer expressed by Peter, help us to endure should we experience such a tribulations or such a disciplining." First Peter chapter five, verse ten and eleven. But May the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, forfeit, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us close our eyes, prepare ourselves for the Lord's table. I will read it for you from First Corinthians chapter 11. Please tend to and listen to God's word. Pay attention to God's word. First Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you and that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take it This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took a cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, Not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Amen? The scripture is very clear. We should not, We should judge ourselves. If we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, as you have heard today. Let us close our eyes and look unto the Lord and commit ourselves before Him what God has done to you, what God has spoken to you today. Even till if you feel that you have a guilty of sin in you, it is the time to confess before Him. Our God is a loving God. He is a righteous God. He is the one who forgives us. If you are convinced or convicted by a sin what you have or if you feel that you have an unforgiven sin confess before the Lord and prepare yourselves to take part in the lost table. This table is kept for the children of God. Those who have accepted Him as the Lord and Savior and obeyed the Lord into waters of baptism and living a life which is placing unto him. Gracious Father, once again we thank you for the time and the privilege that you given to us to take part in this table, O Father. Lord, we take the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ to bless the bread and wine which he kept before us. As you are coming in union, take part in this. Lord, it is we remember and we believe that. We do this Lord, because you have commanded us to do. We do this. We remember your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to this world, because you love us. Lord, he was crucified on the cross, and he was buried. He rose again, and he is going to come. Dear Father, help us to proclaim this news, good news to the world, as you are going to take part in this table. Giving you all glory and honor, we ask this prayer. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Please, uh, we are running short of time to please cope up with the ushers. And as they are guiding you, please come and take part. In the last table, it is prepared for the children of God, those who are obey the Lord.
1: That God His Son not bury, sent Him to die. I get. Great, thou art, how great, thou art. When Christ shall come, we shout how great, how great, how joy shall fill my heart.
2: Then I shall
1: bow in humble adoration. And there proclaim my God how great thou art. Can we all stand up and sing? Then Sing my soul, my, my Savior God, God, to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! my soul, my soul, save Savior God, God, to thee.
2: How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Swear and appreciate the Lord because He's great. Appreciate Him because He's wonderful to be praised. Appreciate the Lord because He's the Almighty God. Is the All-Sufficient God. There is none like our God. Worship the beauty of His holy name. Lord, we give you praise for another opportunity to partake at your table today. We give you all the glory. We exhort you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I don't know the expectation you have in your heart as you took that flesh of Jesus and his blood. I want to give you another opportunity this time around. Say, Lord, because I have your blood in my veins. I have your flesh in my veins. Everything not permitted in Jesus. I forbid it in the name of Jesus. Sickness is not permitted in Jesus. Failure is not permitted in Jesus. Disgrace, shame whatsoever. That doesn't represent who Jesus is. It's not supposed to be in you. If you have taken the blood and the flesh. Go ahead and tell the Lord. The Lord, because I've taken your blood, this is my portion. Jesus, this is my portion. I shall overcome by the blood. Because I've taken your blood and your flesh. You lived a victorious life, that is my portion. You lived above sin. Sin was not found in you. Sin shall not be found in me. In the name of Jesus. Because I have taken your blood and your flesh Sickness is far from me In the name of Jesus Sickness is far from me In the name of Jesus Every stranger in my body I command to disappear Because I have the blood and the flesh of Jesus Amen In the name of Jesus Thank you Holy Spirit In Jesus Mighty name we have prayed. As you go today, the world will see a difference in your life because you are now part of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When they see you, they will call you Christian. They will call you Christian. Because your life shall be Christ-like. In the name of Jesus. From now onward, everything you lay your hands on. Whatsoever Jesus said to do, it was a success. No failure was recorded of Jesus. Therefore, because you have partaken of the blood and the flesh of Jesus, success is your portion in the name of Jesus. There's somebody here you have been rejected in one way or the other. They say you are not qualified for that thing. But the Lord is saying, I should tell you, Because you are now identified with me. Because my blood and my flesh is now in you. Where you have been rejected. They will be the one to call you and accept you. In the name of Jesus. Go in faith. Because as you go back, you will become a celebrity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody is here, you have sickness in your body. The Lord is saying, because you have taken my blood and my flesh, the sickness is gone. I said, the sickness is gone. The sickness is gone. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. Put your hands together for Jesus, how you appreciate him. Lord, we give you praise. Praise God. The pastor just reminded me that based on the message, there are some people under chastisement. The chastisement of Jesus is meant for you to escape. But there are some people you are under the chastisement of God himself. <laughs> and it takes you cooperation with him. To get the benefit of it. I want every house bow. You know, you have offended God in one way or the other. Every house bow, you're going to go to Him. You know, you have offended Him. I don't know any way you have offended Him. And one way or the other, you can smell that it is God that is chastising me. All you need to do is, Lord, I am sorry. I wanted to go to him. You know, deliberately you went to that thing. Deliberately you disobeyed him. Deliberately you contravened his instruction. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord cannot behold, does not behold iniquity. I wanted to go to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I ask for your mercy this afternoon. I ask for your mercy this afternoon. Jesus, have mercy on me when He had mercy on you, you will be sharper than before. Because He will restore you wholly in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank You. We thank You because Your Spirit is in our midst. To make those that are far gone to be restored unto You. We appreciate You, Lord. Thank You for Your chastisement. Thank You because the time... Of your mercy has come. Lord, I declare, oh God, everyone that has truly repented, that has truly cooperated with your dealings, with your chastisement, with your instruction, from now on, I declare them free. In the name of Jesus, I declare them free. In the name of Jesus. Devil, you have no part in the life of this one again. Your torment is over in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And if there is anyone under the spell of the enemy, thinking it is God that is chastising him, not knowing it is the devil, by the authority in the name of Jesus, we declare the hand of devil is lifted forever. Out of your life. In the name of Jesus. So he that the Lord has set free. Is free. Indeed. I declare you free indeed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. As we go this week. The favor of God will go with you. In the name of Jesus. As you come back next week. You are coming with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The grace together and fellowship, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.